So the Twins flip Josh Donaldson to the Yankees. And they use that salary space to sign Carlos Correa. What universe are we even in anymore? This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett. He does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. All right, what's happening everybody? I am your host RJ Carbone and you are listening to another episode of BD4, episode 344 tonight. Welcome to the show. Welcome to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. We do the Yankees every series. Season's coming, folks. We do the Knicks every game, unfortunately. And then we do the uh, we do MMA on the weekends, which I know we haven't done lately. Um, but I'm going to try to mix that in sometime during the week. We'll talk about this most recent London card, which was excellent. But, um... Yeah, tonight we're talking uh, Yankees. Tonight we're talking Yankees. Um, we'll get to the Knicks probably tomorrow night. We'll put the episode out. Uh, tomorrow night meaning Monday. The, let's see. Monday the 21st, we'll probably record the uh, the latest Knicks episode with the uh, game that just occurred tonight, Knicks Jazz. And we'll either have that posted, we'll drop it Monday night or Tuesday morning the very earliest. But tonight, in this episode, as I'm recording, Sunday the 20th, an hour before midnight as I begin my recording here, we're talking Yankees, because I've got some things to get off my chest, and um, not off my chest, but just I just want to rant, I guess. I'm going to try to keep it cool, keep it calm, but I am very frustrated, and um, yeah, we're going to talk Yankees. So if you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find BD4 on many platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, many more listening platforms. If you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, You can also watch the podcast on Spotify and on YouTube. So if you want to watch the video format of the podcast, YouTube and Spotify are good for that. You can also listen to us, obviously, on Spotify as well. Now, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook at rjcarbone, r.j.carbone, where I'm usually on there during the games, the Yankees games, the Knicks games and all, you know, spit out my takes during the game. And then I'm also on Instagram at robjcarbone, which I'm also pretty active on. Um, You know, I I published, you know, the little excerpt clips to... uh, podcast episodes on there a lot when they drop post them to my story so follow me on instagram rob j carbone and facebook rj carbone um you can also subscribe to my blog 
I write for a sports network called ultimatesportsnetworks.com. So go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and put into the search bar once you're there the Bomber Bocker blog and you'll find my blog. And you can subscribe to my blog using promo code 6A2841ERJC. That is 6A2841ERJC. If you do that, you get a discount $7.99 a month. You get access to every single full article and you also get a discount on merch. With that all out of the way, guys, let's begin the episode. Let's head to break. When we get back from uh, break, we'll start up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day to warm up our brains, and we'll get right into the episode. So um, stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone, Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Welcome back to BD4, episode 344 of the podcast. I am your host, RJ Carbone. All right. So, yeah, man, uh, like I said at the top of the show, the Twins. A couple days ago, this was at the start of the weekend, we find out 
that the Minnesota Twins, let me just make sure I'm on the right page here, um, on the right slide, perfect. The Minnesota Twins, we find out they flipped Josh Donaldson. I'm sorry, this was before, obviously this was a little bit, but you know, <coughs> um, sorry, drawing a, I'm drawing a brain cramp here, um, yeah, so what, about a week ago maybe, the, the Twins flipped Donaldson to the Yankees. But then we find out on, um, was it Friday? It was entering the weekend that they used that money to sign Carlos Correa. And it's, it's, how do we even let this happen? Like, like, so the Yankees reasoning for passing up on all these prime names is that they don't want to be tied to any more long-term contracts, right? You've already got Stanton. You gave Hicks the contract extension, which has been brutal so far. Cole is obviously on a long time, long term, three hundred something million dollar deal, and most likely you're going to be paying Judge to an extension soon into his late thirties, right? But then <laughs> I get the news whenever it was last night, uh, Friday night, Saturday maybe. I get the news. I look down on my phone, and I'm like, what? That the Minnesota Twins signed Carlos Correa for three years at $105 million. Which is hilarious. Because the Twins basically used Cashman. They played him to unload Donaldson's $50 million plus IKF and, and Rortvid. Clearing salary so they can go and acquire Correa. It's it's so frustrating. So I understand the Yankees could have gotten Correa if they wanted to, but this just makes it more frustrating. It's like you already have a payroll north of $200 million, right? Correa expected, he was expected, everybody was expecting it for him to get 10 years, $350 million, around that, right? Big, long, heavy deal. He ends up signing a contract a third of that. I, so there's the shorter contract that they wanted right there. But instead, right, instead, they have now invested that money that could have went to Correa into older players in stop gaps. I mean, it would have been perfect. What is the because what is the absolute worst thing that could have happened if you go and get Correa? Considering the clubhouse thing doesn't become an issue because I think you could put that shit aside when you're trying to win. The worst thing is he's here for three years from age twenty freaking seven to age thirty. His early prime. The worst thing about it is he's here from all for all three years of his early prime. And Volpe Peraza have to develop down low during the meantime. That's the very worst that can happen in terms of the length of the deal. The very best thing? Well, oh, forgot to mention, there are two opt-out clauses in this deal. So it's not necessarily guaranteed that you're going to have to pay Correa beyond one year of this deal. And players usually exercise those opt-outs. So you, you, the worst thing 
you have him for a year, maybe two, and your prize prospect in Volpe is ready. Boom, go time. And I'm pretty sure they could have remained under that third CBT if they were to acquire Correa. Maybe they'd have to do a little more maneuvering, but yeah. I mean, what world are we in, man? What world are we in where the Yankees are now the ones being maneuvered and bullied and the Twins are being the bully who chases the superstar? It's just where we are with this Yankees organization. It is it is super embarrassing if you're Cashman. And honestly, in my opinion at least, if the Yankees go home early once again this October, I shouldn't even say go home early, if they do not win a championship once again this October and they aren't this elite powerhouse bully, Cashman has got to go. It's got to be time for him to go. Because at the end of the day, I don't care about the pedigree, at the end of the day, he is the one putting this team together every single offseason with the payroll, once again, north of $200 million. Damn near every year. And it obviously... Speaking about pedigree, it obviously has not worked of recent years. Did we win the World Series in 2010? No. Did we win the World Series in 2011? No. Did we win in 2012? No. 13? Nope. 14? Nope. 15? Still nope. 16? Hell no. 17? Nope. 18? Nope. 19? No. 2020? No. In 2021? Absolutely not. We did not. It's all right there in front of you guys. How many coincidences do we really need to tell us that this guy might just not be doing his job right? It's just very, very frustrating. So, to recap. Twins fans, you should be thanking Cashman for providing the Twins with this opportunity. Because that is exactly what happened here. He's basically paying for Correa when you think about it. In a way. He took that Donaldson contract. He took the, the falafel, whatever the fuck his name is, $2 million, and the other kid. And he gave the twins Sanchez and Urshela in return who are making pennies and nickels. It's funny, because he probably thought at the time, because you know Cashman likes those you know, steals of a trade. He probably thought he was getting, being so sneaky and, and pulling off such a steal. And so you add in Donaldson to the payroll. That's $14 million added to the payroll. You add in Rizzo. That's another $11 million onto the payroll if you subtract Gio, Sanchez, uh, and Voight, right? So that makes, at that point, what, $25 million this offseason added to the payroll? So that's $10 million less than Correa's average annual value of $35 million. So... And you would you could say that by the end of the offseason, there's a pretty damn good chance with Gardner even still out there, with um, the starting pitching thing still going on, there's a pretty good chance that by the end of this offseason, that $10 million is going to be added to the payroll, and the Yankees will have spent just as much money, if not more, than Correa is making this season. Will be making. And that's pretty fucking embarrassing. That's pretty embarrassing. That's pretty humiliating. Especially if the Yankees, like I said, 
don't go out there and tear it up. You're spending just as much money on smaller stopgaps than you were if you were to add Correa, who is who would be way more talented than any of these guys you have right now. Way more reliable than a Donaldson, younger than a Donaldson, more talented than Falefa, than Rizzo, than Donaldson, than all these guys you have. You could have invested that into him. No question you could have. It's a slap in the face to Yankees fans everywhere. It's a slap in the face to anybody who goes to these games and watches the same product every year. And this is what I mean when I was talking about a few episodes ago. They are not obsessed with winning anymore. No. Not to say they don't want to win, but they're not obsessed with winning to where they would go to all lengths and do it at all costs. No. They're not doing everything they can to win number 28. And they should be mortified by what the Twins have done with the Yankees' money this offseason. Mortified. On top of that, we kept hearing, we still hear it all the time. We're hearing it right now about these pitchers and the Yankees. The Yankees are checking in or they're doing their due diligence and blah, blah, blah. All these BS, meaningless puff terms on, on these guys, on story, right? Before he signed. I mean, which I always laugh at. Because that can mean anything from looking up his baseball reference numbers to to actually being legitimately interested. So I don't buy that. And once again, that's proven to be another, that's proven to be a useless excuse once again today because we find out Trevor's story, excuse me, goes to Boston for six years, $140 million. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was never the biggest fan of story. I don't think he's that good. Um, you know, but I've made it known that I would have taken him. I would have taken him. I would have. I think the annoying part is, though, even if I'm not a big fan of, of story, it all still adds up, right? Like, you still have all these premier names this offseason, and none of them went to the Yankees. Not one of these premier names went to the Yankees. We listed a bunch of them a couple episodes ago. The the older Yankees, I hate to I hate, I hate to keep bringing that up, but you know, they always went after the big fish. Every time George would go after the big fish. So the guys I wanted this offseason, if we're going to get there, I wanted Corey Seager, did not get him. I wanted Freddie Freeman, had a great shot to get him. He was still on the market when you signed Rizzo, didn't get him. I wanted Scherzer. I would have taken that contract, don't care. No. I would have taken that flyer on Kershaw. No. And you all know I've been asking about Correa forever. That's that's why we're talking about him here. No. And everybody else. Everybody else. Not a single big name coming here. So that's why I don't buy that due diligence checking in bullshit. That always happens to be after the signing. And by the way, like there's a small minority of Yankees fans out there who carry this beta mentality who think like getting the big flashy star is a bad thing all the time since when has that become such an abominable act especially as Yankees fans we have to kill that narrative we do great players I don't know if you heard but great players are pretty good 
Like, you people bitch about the long contract. And then the report comes out that Correa signs a literal bargain for three years. Similar AAV, but still three freaking years with two opt-outs. At this point, it's like, well, what does satisfy you? What kind of contract would make you be happy? You do realize that you do have to give some. You have to give to some degree in order to get, right? What kind of unrealistic video game fantasy contract are you looking for here? Like, did you expect Correa to sign somewhere for two years, 15 million or some shit? This was as great as it's ever going to get for a guy. I mean, that's, he should be pissed. No, because he got, he's got two opt-outs. But you're paying him not long. And please stop telling me you don't want a player because they are mean, they're cocky, or they don't give off this nice guy, humble vibe. You told us that with Harper. You told me that with Machado. Now you're saying it about Correa. First off, that also is incredibly soft. It's incredibly soft, incredibly beta, as I like to say. Secondly, as I have said, this team needs that. They need that asshole. That's a big reason to why this team is so lackadaisical all the time. If they're not going to get that fire and desire from their manager, if they're not going to get that fire and desire from their best player and judge, they got to get it from somewhere. And I thought that would have been a nice shakeup. Bottom line, you can't make moves based off emotions in the business of baseball. That's just not how it works, and it's never going to work that way. So, again, I'm just disappointed. I thought it was an okay offseason, an okay one, but to the Yankees' standards, no, it was most likely a failure. It was. It was a failure to the Yankees' standards. This class was loaded. Not just loaded with top talent, but loaded with top talent that fits what the Yankees need. They have a big gaping hole at shortstop. You don't know that Kiner Falefa is going to provide everything you need. You don't know if Donaldson's going to stay healthy at third base. You don't know if Rizzo can produce anymore. Like, like, because last season he wasn't that great. You don't know so many things. You're relying on Judge to stay healthy. You're relying on one of DJ and Glaber to bounce back, if not both. You're relying on four-fifths of your starting rotation to pitch well when Cole's not on the mound. It's very scary. There are a ton of questions. Is Gallo going to adjust to New York? Is Seve going to stay healthy? Can our catchers hit enough to even meet the below the low standards of a catcher? I mean, it's it's a lot of questions. And how do you do that? How do you do that when you're given $250 million to work with? How do you put a roster out there like that? That makes no sense to me, bro. It makes no sense. I feel like I'm just in, in some twilight zone. Hey, at least we signed Marwin Gonzalez for a couple of bucks. 33-year-old who has not been good since he was average in 2019. But, you know, it's a depth move. I couldn't care less. Hopefully we do make that deal with Oakland. But as of now, it's again, it's all talk. It's all BS talk. I definitely do like uh, Montes more. Montes. Manaya, yeah, big guy, 30 years old, making $10 million this year as a base salary. Six years in the league. His best season, he had a 359. Um, I mean, there was that one year we had five starts. 
But last year he put up a 391 with an 11-10 record, 32 starts, uh, 190, uh, 179 in the third innings, 94, uh, 194 Ks, 41 walks. Um, you know he's got a good sinker, changeup, curve, throws around 92. He's an okay pitcher. I, I just I don't think he makes too big of a. I'll take him. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he makes too big of an upgrade. I think Frankie Montes is the guy I want most mostly. This is a right-hander, 29 years old tomorrow, making just $5 million before uh, year three arbitration next year. His best year came in 2019 when he went 9-2 and two with a 263 across 16 starts. Last season, across 32 starts, so both him and Manaya have been pretty durable lately. Uh, he was 13-9 and nine with a 337, 207 strikeouts and 187 innings, 57 walks. He's got a four-seam around 96 miles an hour. He's got a good splitter. Um, he, he's got a slider, and he also mixes in that sinker with his fastball, too. But he's probably going to cost them a lot more. He'll probably cost them a haul, right? Peraza, maybe he'll have to be in there. Plus more, I don't know. But maybe you flip that uh, Justin Lang kid you got, right? It seems like from what we're reading about on him that he's got some potential. Maybe you flip him here. But I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just very frustrated at the end of the day. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I expected from the Yankees. And, well, no, it, it was definitely what I, what I expected because, let's be real, this has been their way these last couple of off-seasons. They've done the small market Mental, they've had that small market mentality. And again, not to say that they spend as much as a small market team because they spend a lot more than most teams, but the way they acquire their, the way they put together their roster is very small market esque, right? Instead of going for the superstars on long term deals much, they opt for the shorter term contracts, the stop gaps, right? Instead of being tied to a guy forever. And you had a perfect opportunity to have a stopgap be your super be a superstar player in Korea, and you still didn't go after him. You still gave him to the Twins by helping them out. So I tell you what, Donaldson better stay healthy and become a just a bomb crushing machine this season for me to have any more respect towards Cashman as a GM. Because it, 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 it honestly, it, it can be pretty humiliating if um, if the Yankees don't go out there and again win a World Series, not go deep in the playoffs, not get to the World Series. They need to win a World Series for Cashman to have a job, in my opinion. Because I've seen it enough. I'm tired of it. So that's all I've got. That's it. We're gonna wrap it up with the NYY. NYK MMA question of the day because I know we did not get to that yet. Stay with us. We'll be right there. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify, You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many 
many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know, I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2. 841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. Welcome back to the show, episode 344 <clears throat> of the podcast. So to wrap it up, <clears throat> excuse me, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. True or false? True or false? Of A-Rod's 696 career home runs, less than half came as a Yankee. Is that true or false? <clears throat> of A-Rod's 696 career home runs, less than half came as a Yankee. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you guess and get it incorrect, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode. If you get it correct, I'll give your social media a shout out. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, that's it. That's all we got. I'm gonna go. Uh, gonna go to bed. And uh, you know, hope. Listen again. <clears throat> this Yankees team. Not to say they're a disaster, but we're all talking. This is a relative world. We're talking to their expectation. And I just, you know, if we're talking about their expectation being a World Series title. I do not see this team achieving that goal this year. That said, I'm still going to root for them every day. I'm still extremely happy baseball is back. I was into today's spring training game. It was the first one on uh, on Yes Network and the first the home opener. I was into it like game seven of a World Series game because it's been so long since I've had that. It just feel every offseason feels like it gets longer and longer every year. And with the lockout, it felt even longer. But it, you know, it's been so long since that. It felt so long since I've had that feeling, you know, of just being in, the, in a baseball environment again, even from my couch. So that's it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, RJ Garbo, in episode 344 in the books. We'll talk Knicks tomorrow night, as in Monday, the 21st. Um, 
yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. All right, ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.